This is so wizarding. This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 471 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, starting us off, the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. And with yet another horror movie on the docket this week, of course, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment, so bring it in. Another one of our good friends from the world of podcasting. That's right, guys. It's Brett from Dissect That Film. What is going on? Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. <laughs> That's funny. But thank you for being here. We are glad <laughs> to have you. We always like to have our friends come on and help us out. And you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Demeter? De- De- Demeter? Demeter? <laughs> I don't know. How, how far away is that over there? I don't know about Demeter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's a movie about a boat, and we're going to talk about it. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Brett, welcome to the show. Your first time on. Tell us all about Dissect That Film, and tell us how you're doing this week. I am doing fantastic. We at Dissect That Film, we pretty much go through the plots of movies uh, with my horrible notes that I take on the movie. And uh, we just add a little bit of our own humor to, you know, something a lot of podcasts already do. But we put a little twist to it, you know. Awesome. Where can people find your show? Not that it's like going to be hard to find a podcast if you've already listened to this podcast. (laughs) But, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I mean, we're on all the social medias at Dissect That Film, and you can find the podcast on all the podcast apps and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dissect That Film. Awesome. Great. It's good to have you on here. Thank you so much. Markellis Reagans, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It, it, it's definitely been a Monday today uh, as we record the show. It's Monday. Uh, I came home, and, you know, it's it's a nice, bright sunny day here in Massachusetts. Uh, and I come home to my apartment and I hear rain. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. doesn't look like it's raining. Only to find out that the uh, ceiling is leaking uh, a lot of water in the uh, in the bathroom. So that's why we had a little last minute. My voice might sound different this week. We had a little last minute change of recordings. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I'm dealing with right now. A wet bathroom. That's not good. No. Well, did I, you did you do it yourself? Or are you trying to sink the Demeter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I definitely want to get everything cleaned up before the the sun sets. <laughs> <laughs> good idea, a very good idea. Yeah, so that's me, dude. How are you doing this week, Joey? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm getting a little better. So you know, doing big things, just working. Really, that's just been what I'm doing is working, working, working. 
and uh, you know, trying to get back on track with social media and stuff. Um, my schedule's changed a little bit, so it's been a little harder to just be able to do things throughout the day. So I'm working on on getting some stuff preloaded and and get things out there. Plus, you know, Twitter, which is now X, gonna give it to you, is uh, it, it, the algorithm's almost completely different now. So things we were doing don't work, and now I have to figure out what the things that work are. I need to pile up a couple TikToks tonight after we do this. It's, 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 it's always a grind. It's a grind every day trying to do this stuff. Aren't you glad you don't have to do it, Mark? Oh, I'm so glad. I am so glad that you handle all of the social media BS because uh, I I wouldn't do it. <laughs> where, can, where can we find your show? You can't. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's private. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's really about it. You know, just uh, trying to get the rest of the month planned out. You know, unfortunately, we had to skip out on Fan Expo Boston. It just didn't work schedule wise for me and Adam. Um, and I could have maybe seen if like Mark wanted to go or something. But, you know, they don't really let you pass around the press passes like that. Right. <laughs> They're pretty psycho about it. They uh, check your IDs and stuff uh, when you show up. So. I, there really wasn't a way the old, last year though. It was funny because last year when we went, I was like, I got there before Adam. So I just went and got in the line and was like, Hey, uh, Adam's not here. Can I just grab his pass? And they're like, yeah, fine. And I was like, well, if I had known that I would have just had someone else come. Cause I was actually there by myself. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you never know, but uh, unfortunately we had to skip that one. Uh looks like we're unfortunately going to be skipping plastic city comic con next weekend. But everything schedule-wise, hopefully we'll shake out. Me and Adam will be at New York and Rhode Island, and then we'll be able to reset for next year. So uh, we're getting there. We're getting on track. It's taking a little bit of time, but we're going to get there. But, yeah, I'm really sad that we had to miss out on that show. And I'm actually more sad we're missing out on Plastic City because I do like to go see everybody. Yeah, yeah, those are uh, that's a good con, and I've been telling everyone about it. Anyone who loves, like, comic books, you know, I know it's weird to go to a comic book convention and – actually find comic books there but plastic city is actually one of those shows plenty of comic books to, to shop for so if you if you're into books if you're missing some from your collection tell you there's a good chance you'll find it there yeah uh definitely go check it out if you get a chance but you know that's really uh, enough about us i mean we should probably talk a little bit more about us so markellis reagan's please tell the listeners where you can find more so was your podcast all right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our tea Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Joey.
Let's get into it. Our review of the last voyage of the Demeter, the Demeter. We're going to call it the Demeter for the rest of the podcast. We're just going to we're going to agree on that. <laughs> but that's where we are. We're going to talk all about this movie. As always, we'll start non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it and based on the box office, most of you haven't. Um, we, <laughs> you'll at least know what we thought. Get a little bit about our trips to the movies and then we will... Uh, Drop the drop delineating spoilers so you can jump off or continue on listening as we discuss it more in depth. But to start, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, Brent, have you ever read the novel Dracula? I sure have. I've read it a few times, actually. So I awesome. was pretty familiar with the with this the little bit they tell you about it in the book. Good. And, you know, so you're a fan of the book. You're a fan of this chapter. This movie's been in development hell for years. Were you looking forward to it? I didn't even know it was happening until oh, I wow. saw the first trailer. Like I, I, I literally saw them drop the first trailer and I went, Oh, that's interesting. And to be honest, I completely forgot like what it was. And then I watched the trailer. Went, oh yeah. Cause I hadn't read the book in, for probably 15 years. So it wasn't fresh in my mind. And then it all came rushing back to me after I saw the trailer. Awesome. Marcellus Reagans. How about you? Wait, there's a book. <laughs> yes. I don't understand that word. It's uh, called I do, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I deal with strictly movies. I don't know what these books are. Yeah, I never read the book. Uh, I have watched Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, but that's about as far as I got. I don't. Um, I was not familiar with this idea until it was uh, in development hell of them trying to make it. So I really had no idea like what it was about until I saw the trailer. What about uh, Coolio is Dracula 3000? That's not a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not Dracula in it, but him and Casper Van Dyne fight Dracula. Is that a sequel to Dracula 2000? Yes. No. (laughs) That's like the fourth sequel to Dracula 2000 because there was two more before that. Oh, my God. Uh, No, I'm not. I, I... I bounced out after Dracula 2000. That was my <laughs> that was one and done for me. You're like Gerard Butler as Dracula. That's enough for me. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good moving forward. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of the book. Uh, I think I may have said that on the podcast before back in the day. You know, I used to read it all the time. I probably read it like four or five, six times in my life. I, I really do like the book. And I love this chapter of the book and, and the vibes it gives off. It's such a creepy, weird type of thing like a, like just the way it's all set up and the way it's read and presented it's very creepy and and very kind of scary almost like what these guys could have went through on the ship um neil marshall was supposed to direct this movie for the longest time i'm a huge stan of his uh brad i'm sure you've seen some of his films like dog soldiers doomsday yep. the descent so um he's kind of fallen off a little bit <laughs> yeah i watched his uh i watched one called the layer yes was not a fan <laughs> oh um it wasn't good <laughs> but it was better than hellboy 2019 <laughs> i still haven't seen that and uh i don't plan on it anytime yeah, please, <laughs> please do not please do not see that it was very bad but 
Yeah, I mean, he made some cool episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. And he's done some TV, and he's slowly dipping his toes back into genre stuff, but it's all mostly like zero budget. And he keeps having to cast his wife and everything too now, so it's it's sad. But we'll always have those three movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll always have those three classics. But yeah, he was supposed to direct it, and and I've I've been following this along forever, and now it's finally here. So I was really excited to see it. But uh, Brett. You also live in Massachusetts, so this is a pretty rare occurrence for our podcast where everyone <laughs> on right now is in Massachusetts, but yep. you're out in the Berkshires area, so you're way I out am. in the middle of nowhere. How were, yeah, Tell yeah. us about your trip to the movies. How were you? Because I know you were concerned when I asked you to come on the show. You're like, well, I don't know if there's going to be any theaters around here playing it. And, and I, I think like you're driving by and there's like people playing banjos on the side of the road. And, <laughs> yes. like, it's very, like, it's very deliverance here, right? Yeah, they very... might be playing it somewhere in a barn or something. So tell us about your trip to the movie. Uh, so yeah, my theater, my local theater did not have this movie, but it also doesn't get like any, like it doesn't get any of the a 24 movies. It's like just the big ones. Like my theater right now is like Barbie Oppenheimer, ninja turtles and then there was one other one and i i think like haunted mansion so it wasn't that shocking but i i can't turn down an opportunity to be on so wizard so i made the sacrifice i traveled 45 minutes over the new york border i went to east greenbush to a, a regal theater to see this and um i enjoyed my viewing experience but i the seats at this theater were possibly the most uncomfortable seats I've <laughs> I've sat in a theater in probably 20 years. It was wow, so uncomfortable. I it was like this theater hadn't updated in probably 15, 20 years. Like it was me and a friend were sitting next to each other. I probably probably could have moved a seat over, but it was just like it was so we were so close. Like, why is there no space? I can't even <laughs> stretch my arms out to put them on the armrests like what is going on here but um other than that like the viewing experience was fine we didn't get any food we got some chipotle beforehand but uh other than that yeah the, the, just the chairs kind of dampered my experience now i want to ask the theater that you went into where you saw uh the, the meter did it mm -hmm. also have like barbie and yes okay so i bet if you went to see one of those movies you would have had the good seats <laughs> it would have been like the recliner right. recliner <laughs> seats i have the heated yeah well my local theater has those really nice recliners Ooh. that have the heated seats and it's they're not as big though but it's well worth and it's also cheaper which is just mind-boggling wow. like it's it's like seven dollars for me to go to a matinee at my local theater and it was like ten fifty to eleven dollars to go to a matinee at this Regal Cinema. So, Oof. yeah, Regal's yeah. kind of—they're uh, kind of pricey, man. That's like champagne <laughs> instead of soda at those theaters, man. That's yeah, it's really pricey. We only have one Regal near us. There's only one, and it's in the uh, casino and around here in Springfield. Uh, everything else is Cinemark. Yeah, because because you have one in West Springfield, right? That's like right on that main road. Yep. yep. Yeah. I, I saw actually I could I could have went to the casino to see it, but I saw the prices. I was like, what? Why is it expensive to go just because it's in the casino? <laughs> like, I don't what? OK, yeah, I was trying to figure out. Oh, God, I can't remember. What movie did we just do last week? <laughs> <laughs> the Meg Two colon the, the trend. There you go. No wonder I can remember that shit. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So I was you know trying to find a schedule to go see the Meg Two. Uh, and the only th 
theater that had like a good time was the 3D showing. So I went to see the Meg 2 in 3D. Oh. I was going to go to the Regal one because uh, they had a, a showing like close to that time. But the tickets were like, it was like almost $10 more. And I'm like, why is it $10 more in 2D? <laughs> in Cinemark, it's in 3D and it's not super cheap, but it was definitely cheaper than a 2D Regal. That's when I realized Regal is, that's that's tough, man. They are They are classy or an expensive place to go to the movies. Understood. So at least Brett was able to make it out, get to see the movie. Mark Ellis, how was your trip to the movies? Uh, it was fine. There was no big, um, no big army of uh, people in pink or uh, people in Ninja Turtle costumes uh, or shark costumes. It was just a regular casual Sunday at the movies. Uh, the theater was, I know, probably about, and it was probably about, 12 other people inside the theater uh so it wasn't really packed but you know it was the, <laughs> the guy the when i went to get my tickets the usher was like oh there's a lot of people in this theater and i'm like oh really oh that's good it must be doing well and i get in there and there's probably like 12 people so I'm like, <laughs> oh, i guess that's the uh that's the big hit of the, of the weekend <laughs> yikes well uh fortunately it is not but <laughs> Oh, let's see. How did I go to the movies this weekend? So, you know, I had Saturday off, but I had to work Sunday. So I had to get the movie in on Saturday. I had a whole bunch of errands and stuff to do. And so I I just, I fucking sucked it up and I I bought the ticket. I used my platinum membership uh, to get a free ticket. And I went at 1040 PM on Saturday. It just gets later and later. At least this movie was in three hours. Yeah, it was two hours, but it was uh, the latest I have gone to the movies in a long time since we started started not having midnight shows anymore. But, um, you know, there was not a lot of people in the movie theater. I will say the people that were in the movie theater were obnoxious. They were on their phones. They were taking pictures. They were um, a bunch of people came in like a half an hour into the movie. I don't know what that was all about, but because we had the full gambit of like new V and uh, trailers and commercials. So, you know, you didn't have to get there right at 1040, but, you know, showing up at like 1130 was probably a little much. Yeah, they just like like a whole bunch of people just came in like 20 minutes into the movie and then they left like five minutes before it was over. Like it wasn't even over yet. And they like just left like what? Like What is even happening right now? And then just people getting up the whole time, back and forth, getting food, sitting down. Like, oh, man, it was not an enjoyable trip to the movies, Mark. And I went to the one with the fancy chairs. Oh, oh well, that explains it. <laughs> that explains everything. I just don't understand how people could do that. They they spend their money to go see a movie and they don't watch the movie. Then why did you even bother? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but understand. Maybe they're all platinum members and they all had free tickets, so they didn't care. Uh, maybe. But. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the only thing that was funny was I was leaving and it was like 1 a.m. And I'm like, man, it sucks. You know, the people that work here still have to be there. And as I'm I'm leaving, I like look up and there was a showing of Oppenheimer that started at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And I'm like, that's a three hour movie plus trailers, commercials and newbie. Like they aren't leaving until almost 3 a.m. So. No, nah, they're, they're they're getting breakfast as soon as that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, God. they're going to Denny's or IHOP after that. So I didn't feel too bad. Most nights when I go to these late movies, I feel bad when I leave because, like I said, there's always that one person sitting at the front desk, just like they look like they want to die, <laughs> and they're like falling asleep. 
but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was a late night. But you know, other than that, other than people being obnoxious in the theater, it was pretty uneventful. So that's good that we had a decent time at the movies. I'm glad Brett was able to get out and see it. I know that was a concern, but now it's time for our non-spoiler impressions of the movie. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think of the last voyage of the Demeter? All right, so this is going to be kind of a hot take, uh, but I actually thought it was okay. I thought I honestly went into the theater thinking it was going to be a complete train wreck. Uh, I did not have any faith in this movie at all, and I was surprised that it was a somewhat competent film. Uh, so yeah, I, it's not amazing, but it it did what it set out to do in a way, and I enjoyed it. Okay, uh, Brent, what did you think? Non spoiler of the movie. I went in with very low expectations because I just I know how these movies work, especially based <laughs> off trailers. You, you know, you watch. I watched the trailer. I went, "Wow, that's a." I'm I'm glad we're finally going to get this story. But we we all know how this can go. Right. And I came out of the theater, even though it was a very uncomfortable almost two hours of sitting in the worst chairs possible. And but I still enjoyed it. I still had a had a good time with it. I like the atmosphere of it all, and I like the different interpretation of a character that we've seen so many times on film. And all I gotta say is Javier Botet is the king of playing creepy characters. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, the, the the performances, everything about it, I just I, I really enjoyed it f- uh, for what it was, and it wasn't too long. Which okay. is always a good thing. All right. All right. Well, I had high expectations going in. Uh, like I said, the uh, buildup of years of wanting this movie and loving the book and the chapter. And, and no, in my head, the movie in my head is a million times better than whatever movie anyone could have made. So it was going up against that. But uh, I thought it was okay. I'm going to be in that okay kind of range. I, I I just, I, it wasn't good enough to, for me to be like, oh, I love this movie. It was so good. But anyway, it wasn't bad, but it has some issues. And I don't know. I think if I wasn't going to the movies for a podcast, I probably could have happily skipped this until streaming and not felt bad at all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that, that's kind of a damning uh, statement. But, you know, this is something you would buy out of the $5 Walmart Blu ray bin. And then you might be pleasantly surprised, but <laughs> it's just, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's just kind of there. So honestly, that's, we're kind of all over the place. So if you haven't seen it yet and you have some interest, probably go check it out at a matinee and then come back and uh, find out what we thought. The rest of you stick around. We're going to spoil the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh, I've got some spoilers. What's well, your spoiler? Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with things that we liked about this movie. So, Brett, run it down. Give us some of the things you liked about this movie. Well, I, I uh, stated one thing during the non-spoiler, and that's Javier Botet playing Dracula. He, he is so, throughout his career, he has always played really well into these creepy characters you know playing the crooked man in the conjuring 2 he played i can't remember what the character name was but he was in wreck and just in mama and just his presence on screen when and mostly when he's practical because of course dracula is 
practical and CGI in this movie. When you see practical Dracula, it's a lot scarier than when you see CGI's Dracula. And Javier Botet is the main reason why it looks so good. So that's definitely something I really liked about this movie. It, it was mostly practical, you think, or was it, anytime they showed uh, close shots of him, like anytime he was in a room or uh, I think anytime he was outside was CG because it was mostly from a distance and you could tell that most of the set was CG. So most likely, you know, anytime he is like on top of a mast or he's of course when he's flying around, but it's mostly when he's close quarters or like there was the scene where he's underneath the set of stairs, like kind of in like the fetal position when the guy's looking, he sees him under there. Uh, but just the way he can move his face. And of course he's got a bunch of prosthetics on and stuff, but the way he's able to like walk and, and kind of move around, it's um, he does it so well. I just liked his physical performance. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so what else did you like about the movie? I like the atmosphere of it all. I like the fact of just being on this ship for almost two hours, just seeing the, how the, the mood goes for all the crew from just, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go, do this mission and we got to get we're not going to stop because if we stop we don't get this bonus and then bonus situation (laughs) yeah and as they go along you know the all the events start happening with dracula taking people out one by one and um you just i love the the performances from all of the actors i thought were really well done you know the i think the one probably the weakest one for me was probably the kid but he was fine kid kid performers are kind of hit and miss for me but yeah they they the, I can't remember what the main actor's name is, uh, the the doctor, but Dr. Uh, he Dre. was definitely my favorite. Do- <laughs> oh, that's right, he did play Doctor Dre, <laughs> and and the Game of Thrones guy, the guy who was the captain of the ship. Right, he was he's awesome. His voice yeah, this, is so perfect. For this being whole movie's cast is the whole movie's cast is like it's that guy, that guy. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know any of their names, but no. <laughs> and um. Oh, the fact that they just don't hold back on things. They're like, yeah, we're going to kill a kid. <laughs> hey, we're going to kill a dog. Like two things like people don't like. And they just went, we're doing it. <laughs> hold my yeah. beer. We don't care. And I always appreciate that because as much as I don't want to see a dog die on screen, I know as it's not real. So it doesn't like affect me as much as I feel other people. But like the fact that they killed a kid, too, I was like, damn, they just don't care. Awesome. Well, Mark Ellis. <laughs> it's a good thing Aubrey was not here for this movie with a dog and a kid getting killed in it. But um, what did you like about the movie? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the exact same boat as Brett. Uh, no pun intended. I was uh, really impressed by. Well, actually, all right. So let me start with the main thing. The main thing that I loved about this movie, right off the top, is that the black character survived, like through through the whole movie. And I'm like, yes, that because that you see how the movie starts and you see you know that Dracula's on board and pretty much everyone's gonna die and in my brain I'm like when we get introduced to these characters I'm like okay well clearly the doctor is going to sacrifice himself to save the boy and a dog because there's no way they're gonna kill the dog and a little boy and we know Dracula's story afterwards so we know that this doctor probably isn't gonna show up at all so he's probably gonna sacrifice himself and save the dog oh the dog's dead oh no Oh no! Well, <laughs> right away, the dog's dead. Um, like, okay, well, at least the kid's going to be say, "Oh no, the kid is gone too." So, the fact that he survived through all of it, fantastic, fantastic. 
I like the setup of the sea life. I liked the the attention to detail in the very beginning of getting everything set up. Uh, there's a, a you know they kind of set the the place, they set the environment, kind of let you know how these these uh, guys are going to act on a boat, and then they, you know, because you you know what movie you're watching, you know eventually Dracula's going to come and kill them all. And I'm like, oh, this is this is Alien. This is the first Alien movie, but on a boat. So now I'm like, I'm in. I'm totally in. Uh, I thought the visual style was very cool. Uh, the movie is dark. It's very dark uh, visually. Uh, but you were able to see some of the things. Um, I mean, you you were able to make out what was happening for the most part. It wasn't like, um, like a complete cloud. They did a good job of doing night filming in that. Uh, I thought the... Like Brett was saying, I thought the performances were good. I actually did like the little kid. I thought he was actually pretty good. Uh, I thought, uh, except for the girl, Anna, hers is a, it might, it might've been how she was written, but that character, there's issues with that character, but everyone else totally fine. Uh, especially the guy that played polka dot man in a uh, suicide. <laughs> yes. Spot. Another yes. it's that guy. Yes. <laughs> He's fantastic. I I saw him and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do in this. Because, you know, if you watch him in uh, The Dark Knight or, uh, or Suicide Squad, you kind of have an idea of of his vibe. But he was really good in this movie. He was completely, uh, well, he's an actor, so he could play anything. But he was actually really good in this. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I liked about it. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys on, on a lot of points. I did really like the cast for the most part. Um, we'll get into the parts of the cast I didn't like when we get to that part. But for the most part, I really did like the cast. I love them casting all these it's that guy character actors in these roles. Um, you know, I think sometimes those actors have a lot to give in uh, these type of movies and they're going all out. Everybody's giving 100 percent. I was really bought in to the actors, the storyline. I agree with you, Mark. I loved seeing the ship life. I'm a lot of they had, had like their knocks, like they had to knock on things in a certain way to let other people know they were okay. I think they did a good job because the ship's not huge, but they did a good job of, of making the environment feel big um, yeah. because unfortunately, unlike alien, they're not on a giant spaceship. So there's only so much space they have to, to play with in this thing. I think they did a, a decent job with uh, using all that space in the movie. I thought the special effects were good. I agree with you, uh, Brett. The guy that played Dracula did an awesome job when it was practical. And the gore and the uh, just brutalness of it. You know, like you guys said, they kill a dog. They kill all the animals. They kill a kid. And you kind of know that going in if you know the story. I mean, everybody's going to die. Right. Everyone dies. Like, no one survives. Um, so, no. Oh, hmm. No one survives, but um, <laughs> in theory, nobody survives. So, you know, you knew going in and it was kind of like playing with your expectations. Like I kept thinking different people were going to get away. So like you said, Mark, there's no way they're going to kill a kid and the dog, but they do. Um, the religious cook, when he got into the lifeboat and started rowing away, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's almost like a way of the writers to be like, okay, well, you know, you're sitting there in the audience saying, well, why don't they just get in the lifeboat and fucking leave? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy's like, all right, I'm fucking out of here. And it doesn't work. <laughs> I wonder if it would have worked if he left during the day. Oh, of course. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a dumbass, but um, yeah. And I, I just, I thought a lot of the gore and the kills and stuff really worked really well. It was really scary at times. There was a lot of good shots, too, with stuff in the background, stuff in the foreground. 
you know, typical horror tropes that you see and everything, but I thought it was done really well of this one. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, it gave me a vibe and I, I think you guys will understand what I'm talking about, but there was just a time in the, I want to say early two thousands, you know, 2000 to 2007 or something where these type of movies would just appear on DVD and, you may not even have heard of them before. didn't get a chance to see it in theater, but like they would gain like some kind of crazy cult following. It just had that feel of those like DVD movies that you would almost buy blind. You'd go into circuit city on a Tuesday and be like, what's out new this week on DVD. And Oh, the last voyage of the matter. That looks cool. I'll buy it for 1499. Like it, it had that vibe of those type of movies. So I did appreciate that, but there has to be things that we didn't like about the movie. So Brett, the floor is yours. What did you not like about this movie? I, I didn't like how we didn't really get like a clear explanation of how Dracula works. <laughs> like the fact is, is he, he has all these crates full of people that he drinks from, but like, do they not turn like Anna? He didn't did have it? that in the book either though. He didn't, he had the 50 crates of dirt uh, yeah. and himself oh, okay. and then he fed on the crew and that was it. Right. Yeah. Cause he had, cause she was in a crate, right? Right. That's where she came from. And she talked about how through, her life, you know, her, he would come down to the village and like eat, like that's where he fed. And it, it, she was such a confusing character. I just, we didn't get any explanation of like truly who she was or like why she was like that. Like did, did the end happen because of like, did she get bit again? Like, or was this because of the fact he was feeding on her the whole time? Yeah. She said it, the blood transfusions weren't, were never going to work. It would just, it was just temporary. But thankfully, it was temporary okay. for her long enough to become a character in the movie and fight Dracula. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe maybe the uncomfortable seats just messed with my brain. I could not figure out what I was like. What what is her? What is the point of her? <laughs> Other than to give some some explanation into Dracula himself. I mean, ultimately, that's like my biggest gripe. Like I like I said, the kid was fine. I, I just I'm so hit and miss with kid kid actors. You either get really good ones or it's just like kind of they're forcing themselves. He was fine for the situations he was put in. And there, there was a lot of just kind of weird CG shots. Like this movie is full of CGI and there was some like wide shots that just didn't look very good. Like I'm nitpicking right now. I like, this just shows how much I actually enjoyed this movie where I'm trying to fish out the dumbest things to complain about CG. I don't really care about CG much, but uh, there was a couple shots that just looked weird to me. And it's weird because usually dark shots look the best when it comes to CGI. So I don't know. There you go. I got, I got nothing. That was just All right. <laughs> Okay. All right. Markellis Reagans. What do you got? Yeah. So there's two different ways that you can do this type of movie. You can make it kind of serious. You get, you know, ca character actors and have them do good performances and get to be involved in the characters. And then as they die, you kind of feel bad for them or you kind of lean towards the the popcorn side of it where you're rooting for Dracula and you kind of want these characters to die. And you want, you know, you, you, you want it to ramp up and get to like a big ending. And this movie tried to have its cake and eat it, too. And it doesn't quite work on either level. I mean, it doesn't quite succeed all the way on either level. I like the characters. I, I like how they tried to make it serious, how they tried to make you care for the characters, because I did. But I really wanted that third act battle or that third. I wanted things to like ramp up. I wanted things to get 
more intense so that, you know, you, you get to the third act and you're like either scared or you're cheering or you're doing something. And this movie is just like Dracula kills and then there's a lot of dialogue. <laughs> Dracula kills and then there's a lot of dialogue. And then it just happens over and over again. I'm like, where's the intensity of this movie? And, you know, I liked the look and the style of Dracula, but I didn't feel, I don't know, were we supposed to think of him as a character? Like, were we supposed to feel anything for him? Because he he wasn't really a killing machine, but he wasn't really, like, something that I could connect with on any level. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really develop him at all. Because he was more like a creature, not a person. Yeah, but even even as a creature, you, you want him to, or at least I would want him to, like, really be, um, other than killing Toby, the little kid. Yeah. I want him to do something that's like, oh, okay, I see where he's coming from. Or I... You know, I want to root for him or I want to be scared of him. I want some I want the character to be something other than a cool looking guy in a costume slash CGI character with bat wings, uh, you know, just doing stuff. I want well, it- he's more present in this than he is in the book. In the book, they don't even know why what's happening. They're just dying one by one at night. They never even know until the ship crashes in on the beach and they find the guy strapped to the wheel. OK, all right. So, so the, I, the idea is he's more like a force of nature at this point, like on the boat. But, you know, I, I don't I agree with you. It wasn't conveyed very well. well if I'm watching a movie about Dracula and I'm in my brain, I'm thinking he's going to eat these people one by one. And by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's going to be Gary Oldman with a big pom pom on his hair. On his head. <laughs> well, they got to that point, though. <laughs> kind of, but not really. It's kind more like of. a Nosferatu version of of the character when you see him at the end there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I just I guess I just wanted something a little bit more from Dracula himself. And then you know the other thing is they leave it open for a sequel uh, for characters that you don't really care about because again I don't care about Dracula. I don't care about his. Okay, great. He made it to London. Good for him. Um, but what do I? If I've never read any or if I never read any Dracula books or seen any Dracula movies, why would I care that this guy is at this bar? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's nothing to him. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they would go with the sequel, Village of the Demeter 2. <laughs> control. Like, what, I don't know what, what a sequel would be to this, but them leaving it off like that just felt really weird and out of place. But okay, that's just me. Well, considering Dracula is um, public domain, there's no way in hell we're not getting at least four sequels to this director red box. So I, I was going to say this ain't going there. Are no more movies of this going into theaters, not in theaters, but to voyage to Demeter and then uh, voyage of the Demeter with with the E is a three is coming. So. Oh, Lord. Wow. Anything else, Mark? Or was that it? Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, I have some issues with this movie. <laughs> My first issue is the beginning of the movie. The very beginning of the movie starts with like an opening crawl. Then we have to watch a scene that tells us the exact same fucking thing. The opening crawl just told us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, movies do it, it so well. It, you know, it was like, it'd be like if you're watching uh, episode four and it's like, it's a period of civil war. Rebels spaceship striking from a hidden base. Blah, blah, blah. And then you instead... <laughs> Instead of, you know, cutting to the fucking uh, Star Destroyer chasing the Rebel Blockade Runner, you'd have to cut to, like, Grandma Tarkin saying, hey, guys, it's a time of civil war. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if you heard about this, but rebels are striking from a hidden base. Um, like we got it. Okay. We got like, trust the audience a little bit, but then later on, I almost felt like, like you said, Mark, and like you said, Brad, I thought they trusted the audience too much. Um, because they aren't explaining anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they give you all this. They, like you said, they give you everything you need to know at the beginning. They're like, we got to show the man who discovers something and he is just sick to his stomach. And we got to explain things three or four times. And then the rest of the movie is like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Because as much as I love the book and I've read it a lot of times, so it's not a problem. Like, they, I felt like they needed to explain, like, why was Dracula on the boat? Why did he need the 50 boxes? You know what I mean? They don't explain that at all in no. the movie. And I, I think it, it would have helped a little bit <laughs> to give a little more motivation of like, like, obviously, they're like, we have to stop him from reaching the mainland. And in their minds, because he's a killing machine. But in reality it's because the the rest of the novel has to happen <laughs> so oh, yeah. like, do they explain like, it in the book or is it just as a log form it's just a log it's 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 okay, like one chapter about you know this happening right. it's really creepy um but you know it's not like it's not as detailed as this so um i agree with you guys the girl i did not like at all i i didn't understand the point of the character because you would think the only point of her character is to provide that exposition Right. Yeah. But she doesn't. No, she she like barely explains anything. Not only does she barely explain anything, but nothing like the internal logic doesn't work. So giving her a blood transfusion, which apparently you can do with like a couple tubes on a boat, (laughs) giving her a full blood transfusion allows her to survive as a completely functioning human being for the whole movie and help them fight. Yep. But if they do it to the kid, he still dies immediately. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and I know little. they, yeah, I know they try to hand wave it away, but it's like, this is dumb science in a movie. So why, like, why is it not working? <laughs> I got to understand. I was um, baffled that it's an 1897. And like, that's a, that's an easy thing to do. Blood transfusion. Why? With a, tu- <laughs> a, a tube and like a, a fucking squeezy thing. They don't show you any of the process either. It just is a tube coming from the doctor. And then he's just pumping a lot. And I'm like, where's where's the other tube? What is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? I, I thought she was going to be one of his brides or something. Um, That's what I thought. But no, she's just some chick that he feeds on slightly. <laughs> right. But if the plan was always for him to get out of the box and eat the crew one by one, then what did he need the girl in the box for? Maybe he didn't want to eat the crew. Maybe he just wanted to snack on a girl for the whole trip. I mean, he's like, I don't want to be like biting on some scuzzy, gross sailor dudes. I'd rather like bite on hot Euro babes the whole time. That's probably got scurvy and gonorrhea. That's don't right. Thank you. That's right. But, you know, it, it was just it, it was a weird way. And I, I don't care that there was a female character in the movie. That's not I'm not trying to be like some YouTuber where I'm going to have like pictures of Woke. Kathleen Kennedy crying on, on my screens and stuff. Um, but it's felt like a weird way to shoehorn in a female character when there could have, she could have just been a part of the crew. She, or she could have been one of his brides. Like there could have been a million other ways to get a female character into the movie. It was a weird, it was just weird. It just felt weird. Like what was the point of her? Like, I, I don't get it. She, she's not a character from the book. Um, like I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand what she was there for. Um, their plan to kill Dracula was really stupid. Did you guys did you guys get that at all? They're like way up in the crow's nest. Oh, yeah, right. seems like a terrible place. And they're like, oh, my God, he's got wings. <laughs> oh, no. 
If you've already established the easiest number one way to kill this thing is to get it out into the sun. Yep. Why are you fighting it at night on the boat? <laughs> Just like, yeah, uh, the, the entire plan should have revolved around getting him outside during the day. <laughs> the, the funniest part about that is uh polka dot man. I can't, I don't know what, what his name is, but he, his plan is, Hey, why don't we just all stay in this room and just barricade ourselves in? And the doctor goes, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and I was like, no, that seems like a bright idea. And then wait for the daytime <laughs> and find him. Exactly. Right. And uh, had they established that none of their weapons were going to work or no? Uh, no. Okay. I, I don't, cause they really didn't know what yeah. would hurt him. Right. So uh, that part I'll let go, but well, you would think that the girl who lived in the village that he terrorized for like 50 million years, would have any idea of like what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> right. Maybe, exactly. maybe she's never seen anybody do anything about him. That's true. I mean, that's true. But you, you think at some point somebody be like, Oh, yeah. somebody shot him and it didn't affect them or somebody did this. Um, I was surprised the cross didn't do anything. That was a little weird, but maybe it just wasn't big enough. And they, and they put a lot of emphasis on it too. Like here's the cross and you're like, oh, okay, good. This is what's going to be the, the turning point. They're going to use this as a weapon. And it did like absolutely nothing. Well, in that scene, when the because it's the kid who puts the cross up, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh well, they're not gonna, he's not gonna kill the kid, right? Like this might like Dracula just disappears. No, he just he still kills him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> fuck just, your cross, yeah, <laughs> just falls. Okay, Jesus. Um, yeah, and I mean, to me, it was just really what I was expecting out of the movie versus what it gave, and that's a little unfair. But for me, like this is ripe for. Like you guys said, trying to be alien on a boat or the thing, or you know, these are and it's it's really unfair to say your movie wasn't as good as two fucking <laughs> masterpieces, so it sucks. But I think like the bones of the story are there where someone really creative could take this idea and make something like that out of it. And I just don't feel like they hit it in this at all. Like I never got the feeling. I never got that feeling like the crew was like banding together to do anything like, or, or an alien, for example, aliens, sorry. You know, they, they get into the um, med center and then they, they're making a plan and it's like, we're going to seal these doors here, here, here. We're going to seal here. We're going to put this gunnery up here. We're going to do this. And, and, and to me, I was like, I was waiting for that moment where the crew like got together and was like, here's how we're going to trap this thing. Here's how we're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it felt even up to the final battle. Like, you know, they're not going to win, which is fine, but I never even had an inkling that they had a chance. Like you never got that inkling Like they, they were like, okay, we know the boat better than the monster. So here's where we can trap it. Or here's how we can bottleneck it outside into the sun or something like some kind of plan that gave you a, a glimmer of, oh, they're going to go a different direction. Oh, they might survive. Yeah. I was hoping this movie would be kind of like, um, like a revisionist history in a way, like they're going to completely go off from what you would normally think was going to happen. Obviously, it's a prequel to to the other Dracula movies that we know, but it would have been really cool if they did like a Dracula four thousand, you know, <laughs> Dracula four K. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know, it was just frustrating that we never got those moments with the crew. They'd start to kind of get an idea of something is not right or bad things are happening, and then Polka Dot Man would always just be like, "Well, all right, we'll just go outside and do your job." Like, dude. <laughs> It ultimately felt like we saw the same scene three or four times. Like it was right, like, oh, yes. we're doing this again. We're in yeah. this room again. Yeah. Saying the same things. 
and then there's literally not much of a plan that's happening. I wish it was like every time someone was killed, they they get together and they're like, okay, they try like, figure something small out about Dracula, and then it, by the end, it just builds up to the point where they have a solid plan that still fails because we all know how this is supposed to end. Right. But it would have been a more dramatic ending because it kind of was again like I don't understand why filmmakers or like writers can't like end their movie. <laughs> they just don't know what to do. They're just like, uh, just have them fight for five minutes and right. then it's over. And it, I just, I just wanted that moment where we got them together in the mess hall room, like making the plan. Here's what we have for weapons. Uh, we got some guns and some knives. Here's where we can try to trap them. Here's what we could, you know what I mean? Like I wanted that from it at some point, not our plan is stupid. It's not going to work. Like any fucking idiot could have told you that plan was not going to work <laughs> yeah. at all. And then when it doesn't work, they're all like, oh, my God, oh, they knew he could fly. <laughs> Why are we up here? Oh, my God, they knew it. They didn't know he could turn into um, a fog machine, but they, you know, oh, yeah. Dracula's a big fog hat fan. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. slow ride, starts playing out, out of the bowels of the ship and fucking smokes oh. everywhere. Um, or he's just he was just blazing here. Dr. Dre was on board. He's like, just blaze. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, and, and again, it's it, like I said, it's unfair to say, OK, your movie doesn't stack up against six out of five movies. But I just felt like they left a lot of the script, like let the movie down, like they left a lot of stuff on the table that they could have put in. That was cool. And then I really hated the ending. I don't like if you're going to kill everybody, kill everybody, you know. If anybody was going to survive, have the kid and the dog fucking survive. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I wanted the kid to survive and then wind up becoming pals with um, Van Helsing at some point and becoming one of his like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes. Sure. Bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it just, like, I, okay. So then he gets to the mainland. He's like, I'm going to hunt Dracula. I'm going to find him. And he finds him in a bar. Right? Dracula finds him in the bar. Um, right. And then like runs away and then he walks towards him at the end. Like why well, I, I just was like that. Yeah, I, I just wasn't a fan. I just wasn't a fan at all of uh of the end. And she and then the same thing with her with she gets her uh, blade one ending where she <laughs> sits there and stares at the sun because surprisingly surprise the blood transfusion didn't work. Um, it worked long enough for her to be a part of the movie, but not long enough to let her survive. So which means she was a complete waste of a character. Also, they had to have some sort of like, you know, relationship like idea there. And I was like, oh, why does this always have to be a thing? Uh, it's right. because Titanic happened. That's why. Right. <laughs> Damn you, James Cameron. But not enough of a relationship between a black guy and a white woman that it would offend overseas audiences. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be platonic. Right, we'll make them close. We'll make them that close, though. Don't worry about it. That's right. Well, you, it's just like Fen. You didn't notice that guy in the poster for the movies at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just at the end of the day, I, I felt like I like the idea of the movie more than I like the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I like the movie in my head better than I like the movie that I watched. Um, and it just it had too many, too many misses, too many misses for me. And a lot of them are all script related. So. And I hate to say I want movies to be longer because, God, I don't want them to be longer. But I think there's a tight there's either two ways this could go. You tighten this up into 90 minutes and you get rid of all the nonsense. And it's literally Dracula killing these guys on a boat <laughs> mm -hmm. or yeah. 
or you go the opposite way and you put an extra half an hour into this and you really make us care about these people on the boat, get rid of the girl and, and, and really give it some more tension and, and really make us upset when they're getting killed off one by one. I couldn't tell most of the sailors apart. <laughs> no, but Hey, God bless that one bald guy at the beginning was like, fuck this. I ain't getting on this boat. There's a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. Now, Brett, would you go see Voyage of the Demeter 2 now that we've talked about it? Uh probably. I I think I would. I want to see what they what next. I want to see I want to see the uh Clemens, that's his name. I had to look yes. him up. Uh, I want to see Clemens hunt down Dracula. And I just want to see Javier Botet be Dracula some more. I was very <laughs> another thing I was very confused about. Why is Dra- I thought Dracula was supposed to be able to like turn into like a human, but like when they show him in the bar, he looks the same as he did on the ship. It's like no one realizes this. <laughs> Again, there's there there's another aspect of them not trusting the audience because they showed his cane halfway through the movie, right? Yeah. Right. So if he looks up, that scene is exactly the same, but it's just that Dracula actor not in prosthetics in the costume holding that cane. It should be enough for you to know what's happening. <laughs> right. right. We don't have to see it. He'd have to stand up and be like, "Caw, caw! I'm a bat. I'm Dracula." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what they were thinking, but yeah. I, uh, Mark, are you down for two voyage to Demeter colon, <laughs> cruise control? <laughs> Only because of my morbid curiosity to see Dr. Dre fight uh, vampires. That's all I want. <laughs> all I want. <sighs> I don't know if I would see it in the theater, but I would probably watch it on streaming at some point. If uh, voyage of the Demeter colon dark territory came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't know if i would i would go to the theater unfortunately but all right the only thing left to do the only thing is to score this movie from zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst brett from dissect that film what do you got for voyage of the demeter i'm gonna give it three out of five mm, it's better than mm, average it's not even with all <laughs> Joey brought out all of them of the thoughts that I couldn't think of when you asked me what I thought, like what I did <laughs> like about the movie, how it all just flashed before my eyes. Uh, but no, I still I still had a good time with this movie. I still like the like I stated before, the aesthetics were really cool. I like the, the fact that it's at night because, of course, it's a story about Dracula. Uh, I like the way Dracula looks like I just had a good time with this movie. It wasn't something I was expecting to be, you know, award worthy. I wasn't. I, I I just went into it with, like I said, low expectations, and I left pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right. Well, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, like I said before, I thought this movie was going to be trash. I mean, because you look <laughs> at the director, you look at the idea, and it's like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is going to be good. You kind of hope for the best. Uh, and the movie delivers what it said it was going to deliver. Here's a boat. And here's Dracula, and he's gonna take him out. So it does what it's supposed to do, and it w- and the character, all of the characters were were uh, entertaining enough. Uh, the The biggest issue is the script, and you know, if, again, if you just want to see Dracula eat people on a boat, then this movie does that. So because it kind of did what it wanted to do, and it is unfair that it's not as good as the other horror movies that are kind of like this. Uh, <laughs> my score actually dropped a little bit while talking about it so uh, I'm, I'm actually also going to give it a three a three out of five because again it's visually strong 
performances are good. Dracula eats people. You know, it does what it's supposed to do. It just doesn't. It's just not at that next level. Okay. Did your girlfriend go to see it? Yeah, she hated it. She said <laughs> it was like a, it was a piece of shit taking the shit. Oh man. All right. You know, you don't have to take her to most of these movies we we watch <laughs> on the podcast, right? So you guys don't have to break up or anything. <laughs> it won't be the movies that break us up. Okay, uh, good. Unless it's another Neil Breen movie, then. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, still haven't announced any any uh, any uh, screenings for Cade the Tortured Crossing near us, so you're lucky. There's still time. There, there is. The year is young, but uh, <laughs> oh, maybe she'll want to skip out on some of the September movies because it's getting slim pickings. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe she's into bottoms. I don't know. I'm pretty excited for that one. Uh, as for myself, uh, I am going to go with a two out of five. Uh, it's not a bad movie. So like much like Brett said, much like Mark said, it's not a bad movie. It's just not good enough. And considering what I was wanted out of it and the potential, it's like, you know, bottom of the ninth, two outs down by two runs guys on second and you hit a single. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. You got a hit, but like, you know, it really wasn't the one you wanted. Yeah. And that's just how I feel about it. Too many plot holes, too many weird choices. The, the ending was awful. I just, I just can't hundred percent recommend it. I think if it's on streaming at some point in the future, or if you understand the vibe I was talking about earlier about, you know, it being 2006 and you just randomly buying a horror movie on DVD at circuit city site unseen because the cover looked cool. I think you'll, you understand the vibe of this movie. But for me, it's got to be a two out of five. Just very blah. I probably will not remember. I saw this movie in about three months. So, But maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. Now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Brett, please tell us all about Dissect That Film one more time and where everyone can find you. And then even more pressure recommend something for the listeners to check out well i am one of the three hosts of dissect that film we're a podcast where we talk about we just talk about movies we talk about movies old and new and we go through the plots of them with our own kind of you know kind of just a sitting around a table just having a normal conversation going through the plots and uh it's a it's an absolute chaotic mess but it's a blast and what i'm going to recommend is another movie from this director. I'm uh, Andre Avradal, I think is how you is say it. Is that like name? a zero in his name for some reason? Like, what's <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, it's got a cry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I just caught one of his uh, older movies uh, about a month ago called The Autopsy of Jane Doe with Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch. And it is spooky. I really enjoyed it. It's a very, it's very atmospheric where it's all takes place in a mortuary. And um, it's it's really good. It's on Tubi right now. So I, I, I to be honest, I've seen a few of his films and this that one, the one I'm recommending is probably my favorite. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We are glad to have you. I listen to your show all the time. So I think the listeners should, too. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, like I said before, it's an honor. <laughs> now that you've seen behind the curtain, I hope you still listen to the show. Um, <laughs> Markellis Reagans, what do you got? Uh, so yeah, so in honor of uh, cheesy vampire movies, I want to recommend Van Helsing uh, starring Hugh oh, Jackman. Yes. <laughs> 
No, no, no. You, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. This okay. is that was Jen, my wife, mm-hmm. wanted to see that movie. She yeah. saw the trailer. Said, "I want to see that movie." We, her, and I went to go see the movie. Yep. That was the last time she ever actively went to the movies <laughs> oh in our entire relationship. Goodness. How long ago was that, Mark? When did that movie come out? 2004. All right, so there you go. <laughs> it's almost been 19 years that Jen has not actively oh, gone no. to the movies, and it's all Van Helsing's fault. God, remember damn when the Steven werewolf Somers. like the werewolf like flips him off? Like that was Jen leaving the theater. No, that oh, I don't think that's from that movie though. <laughs> it's not. Well, it should be. <laughs> it's from Cursed. There you that go. Wes Craven werewolf movie. Well, that's that's the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you make you may continue. Yeah, it's been a couple of decades, but I think it might be time to revisit some cheesy uh, vampire hunting with Hugh Jackman is Van Helsing. I like the mummy movies. Uh, and this one was trying to be it. It doesn't quite hit it, but it's you know, it's it's entertaining enough, I guess. And it's streaming on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, you can just watch it on there. You don't have to dig out your uh cardboard dvd case <laughs> with the clip <laughs> on the <basement>. side <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh the only thing i remember about that entire movie is that uh kate beckinsale looked fucking fantastic oh in it so uh, <laughs> i thought she was the only reason you watched that movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't even have seen it at all if uh, my wife didn't want to see it so well thank you mark ellis i will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page links to all our youtube and patreon content as well at sowizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes spot Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped a full season review, spoiler free, of Hijack from Apple TV, which I don't think my wife knows exists yet, or she would have watched it with Ilgis Alba being in it. But uh, <laughs> she's like, she's the one that hijacked the plane. He was on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. And I will recommend a few things. Uh, if you want to <laughs> actually enjoy the last voyage of the demeanor, uh, read the book Dracula. <laughs> it's only a chapter in there. You could just read the whole book uh, and enjoy that. I will suggest uh, you continue watching uh, my adventures with Superman on HBO max because it's fucking awesome. And head out to the movie theater, speaking of the DC universe, and check out Blue Beetle. Because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast. But that is going to do it for episode number 471 in a row of the So Was It podcast. Nine years and two weeks, Mark. God. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost to the point where I'm going to say year 10 starts now. Oh, Jesus. But we will see you next week. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and our guest, Brett from Dissect That Film. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagans. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week for Blue Beetle. Good journey. <laughs>